The Lynn Group Advisors, LLC, is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Wealth Puzzle. And as always, I've got Tony Shore here. Tony, thanks for joining us. You know, it's kind of one of those somber weeks, though. You and I were talking about this before we started recording the show. But gosh, you know, just the the, the chaos, the emotional exhaustion that's going on in the world, right? The stock market's down, the coronavirus. Everybody is scared. Everybody's on, you know, house arrest of sorts. There's a lot of concerns out there. You know, it's crazy. How are you doing? Well, uh, it is crazy right now. And I mean, all things considered, my family and I are doing great. Right. And uh, once again, I've had a pretty good week. I've been getting a lot done around the house. It is odd, though, uh, Mike, having the kid, all the kids home, including my son who was in college. You know, they're not having college classes right now. Right. So. He is at home. Uh, all my kids are at home. No school, of course. And my wife and I are working from home. So we're all here. <laughs> right. For better or worse. It's neat. I mean, so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy having all the kids here. And over the weekend, we really, you know, got a lot done and a lot of family time, which I love personally. I love having my kids here. So that's a good thing. Right. It does make working a little tricky. I'm working from home. We're talking remotely, of course recording the show today. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I am concerned about the economy, about work, uh, you know, employers shutting down. I mean, a lot of businesses, how long can they possibly stay closed? Sure. And and have the money <clears throat> to stay in business right. is my concern about the economy. No, absolutely. And that's that's a big piece of the puzzle is obviously we're on this 15. Now, to put this in perspective, we don't commonly talk about when we do these shows, but we've, we're recording this one Monday morning, March 23rd. And I only put that out as a little disclosure is the information that we're going to talk about is kind of relevant as of the moment. Who knows what it looks like in two days from now when people listen to this. Um, but but you're right. I mean, we're within that 15 day kind of national, we'll say quarantine where the you know the government said, hey, 15 days to save lives. Um, leading towards April 1st of where theoretically they're going to allow a lot of businesses to reopen and renormalize. And that's going to be kind of that linchpin, Tony. That's going to be the thing that starts to shape what the economic damage could look like from this, right? We already know that March is, you know, beat up. We already know the second quarter uh, GDP is decimated. But the sooner that we can get the businesses open, and not maybe to full capacity, but to just some some basic concept of normalcy, whatever that means, you know, half occupancy kind of stuff. That's going to really help this thing kind of start to ride itself on the backside. Right. It's scary, though. And there's a lot of yeah, uncertainty is. now. Kind of what I wanted to spend my time on today, though, is is kind of the herd element. See, everything is psychology. Everything is overwhelming. 
And, you know, if, if Tony, if it was you, me and a dozen other people, you know, talking in a circle and there was a loud, loud bang noise behind us, what would everybody do? Um, probably duck or run. Yeah. Or, or look, or they do something, right? Yeah. That's kind of what happens with all of this stuff. At least this is my opinion. This is how I feel about it is when you go back a month or so ago into the beginning of February, everybody was so happy with how good things were, right? The stock market in 19 was a phenomenal return. The stock market was opening the year very positively. People's accounts were at all time highs. People were getting jobs. Wage growth was up. People aren't paying a lot of taxes. Everyone was kind of fat and happy. And we were all kind of looking at that positivity together. And every client I talked to was, you know, feeling pretty good and just kind of tooting along doing their own thing. And let's be fair, you know, on hindsight, because hindsight is very powerful, right? We can always look back and say, oh, yeah, look at those things. How interesting. But the hindsight of all of this was there were some subtle things taking shape, right? You know, in December, there was a respiratory disease in China. In January, it was named. The president's talking about it in January. And so even though we all heard about it, we didn't maybe give it the 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 concern that maybe it obviously deserves at the moment. And that's really because historical pandemics in the United States have been handled completely differently, right? I mean, this one, by all means, is the most extreme. And so we all had this habit of kind of looking at the positive of all of it. And all of a sudden, one day it was all bad, Right. You know, everything's right. bad and everything's been bad for a month kind of yeah, a thing. Yeah, the sky is falling. The right sky now. is falling. Yeah. Well, you know, I wonder, you know, I look at that because I follow data and I follow information. And I feel like that's what's happening again is everybody is so busy right now looking at all the bad. Nobody is really aware of any of the positive things that are happening. And even if they hear them or see them, they don't give them much weight because we're all so busy looking at the bad. Right. It's the whole herd right now. And it's interesting because I do a lot of research. I read a lot of articles. I'm listening to economists. I'm doing everything that I can to maintain perspective and allow clients to have a lot of information that is very valuable. And so a couple of things that I find very interesting, right? Um, When you turn on the news, and let's be fair, Tony, it doesn't matter which news channel you turn to. Every news channel has the same thing that the world is on fire and it's all over brimstone. And they really talk about two numbers. I mean, you know, like I said, it doesn't matter what news channel you're on. They talk about how many in the U.S. and in the world, how many total cases there are and how many people have passed away. Right. I mean, we see right. this everywhere. Every yep. every time I turn on anything, that those are the two big numbers. How I many see. people are infected and how many people have died? Right. From it. What they're not talking about now, they bring it up subtly, but it's not it's not up there with the numbers on the side of the screen while you're watching the news. I don't know why, but. What about the recovery rate? What about the people getting better? Because everything is a statistical measure. You have to remember, everybody listening to this, historically, viruses do not grow exponentially, meaning they don't just permanently compound bigger and bigger, kind of like the governor of California implies that they do. They, they change. They, they, they work in a bell curve. They grow exponentially, and then they come down. They normalize. You get on the back side of it because of social distancing, because of quarantines, whatever the thing is, it it gets better. And so the United States is trailing a number of other countries right now with our bell curve of how the coronavirus is impacting us, right? China had it first, then you had Italy, you had Iran, you had South Korea, you had Japan. 
you had these other places, right, that got it first because they were closer to ground zero and had more travel in ground zero, and then all of a sudden the U.S. is behind. Well, what is an interesting fact, you know, that I keep following on a daily basis, and once again, this is as of today, in China of reported cases, about 90% of them are fully recovered, Tony. To me, that's wow. huge. Yeah, that is Because huge. remember, they're on the back side of this. That's the light at the end of the tunnel that, oh, it doesn't just keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, you know, because what's happening is they have less and less new cases and more and more people are getting better. And so, you know, a few months later, all of a sudden it looks very reasonable. Yeah. You, go, you go to some of these other countries, Japan, 47% are already fully recovered. South Korea, 35% are already fully recovered. Iran's a pretty bad place, right? They had a huge explosion. In it. They had a high mortality rate. But you know what's funny as of today? And this, I watch these numbers every day. They're always creeping up. At the moment, 36% of Iran is fully recovered. Italy. Uh, don't we get some pretty bad headlines coming out of Italy? Yeah, yeah, they right? it's they they've been hit the they the got hit hard in a lot of lot of senses. They got hit hard. They have the highest mortality rate, but you know, and I don't want to kind of discount that, but it's a very old population. This is a historically culturally appropriate smoking population. You know, so some of those things are certainly True. factors. But you know, it's funny, yeah, and once again, it's creeping up every day. Already in Italy, twelve percent of people cases reported are fully recovered that's good that's good so there is some good news and a light at the end of the tunnel is what you're saying but you're also we're also not telling people that they need to no it doesn't no, mean no, go no. out and socialize or don't wash your you know wash your hands no we follow, follow all the, the rules. cdc guy yeah follow Absolutely. the cdc guidelines for sure but you don't have to panic. The sky isn't necessarily falling. Yeah, this isn't something where, you know, in six months, it just keeps growing and growing and growing every single day. It's going to normalize. And if we're all prudent about the responsibilities that we have individually to not infect other people and to do all of the practical things, this will normalize. You know, it's normalized in every other country. Let's be fair. You know, um, Iran is a third world country compared to us. So if they can already have almost 40% of their people recovered from it, of reported cases at least, well, geez, I'd like to think the United States can handle this too. Yeah. But see, that's yeah. positive, right? You know, we just don't see these numbers, but they're online. You can go to the governmental websites. You can see the cases in all the countries and see how these things are are progressing. And so I like to watch that. I get a lot of comfort in understanding that okay, this isn't just growing exponentially. This is working like historical viruses where it does grow a lot and then you kind of get to the top of the bell curve and then it starts to mellow out a little bit. You know, from an investment standpoint, everybody's upset, right? The stock market has imploded. But you know what's interesting about that? All of a sudden, all, all the big people, all the big names are starting to put some very interesting information out there. For example, over the weekend here, J.P. Morgan Chief U.S. equity strategist says, hey, S&P 500 to reach 3,400 by early 2021. That's, that's higher than the previous high in February. Their attitude is with the U.S., the things that the U.S. is doing to curb the coronavirus, they think within less than a year, the stock market's going to be at all-time highs. I mean, that's not the sentiment out there when you talk to people, right? Their sentiment is, is this is the next Great Depression. 
You know, we're all going to be standing in food lines and, and living in, you know, our cars. Yeah. Well, J.P. Yeah. Morgan doesn't think so. The um. So but what about, I mean, there is some bad news in here, obviously. Sure. Um, and, and people are concerned about the markets, their retirement accounts, what's happening to mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, the jobless claims because... You know, they've shut a lot down. No, you're totally right, Tony. But what you have to realize is the stock market is a forward-looking machine. The stock market priced in the apocalypse. It did. That's true. This is the worst implosion of the stock market anybody has really ever seen. They priced in worst, worst, worst case scenario. And it's already priced in more or less. Doesn't mean it doesn't wiggle around and go up and down because it's going to hem and haw every day this week based on what the Congress does and what this does and what that does kind of stuff. But the reality is, Tony, the Band-Aid has been pulled off, buddy. The worst is over. We're, we're more or less at the bottom. Even if it goes down another 5 or 10%, we're at the bottom of this. So it's already looked at the, the concept of a massive acceleration in unemployment claims. It's already looked at the concept of a negative 20% GDP in the second quarter. All that stuff is, is there. It's priced in. That's why the stock market's down so much. But the good news is, assuming that the erosion of data doesn't continue, meaning it doesn't just get so much worse or this doesn't go on through the whole year, stuff like that, the worst is over in the sense of the stock market. I mean, you even track the stock market based on multiples. We're like a 14 times earning multiple at the moment, which is, you know, worse than the crash of 18, worse than uh, 2018, not 1918. Um worse than the the crash of the market in 08. I mean, this thing is so oversold, so overblown, so overdone. Once again, it's going to hem and haw over the next number of weeks because it'll probably take, at least based on the bell curves of other countries, it's probably going to take another three, maybe four weeks to really get a good feeling of where the caseload is, right, in the country and if it's normalizing as it has in other countries. So I think that's positive, though. I mean, you know, this is upsetting. It is emotional. JP Morgan, as one example, is looking at all-time highs in about a year based on what's already happened in the market. I think that that's huge. Another economist that I follow, uh, Brian Westbury, I think we talk about him on occasion here, Kind of same exercise. You know, I listened to an hour-long conference call that he put out the other day um, to a number of advisors, and it was the same kind of sentiment that they're pricing in a bad first quarter GDP, a bad second quarter GDP, GDP starting to normalize in the third and fourth quarter, you know, and based on these merits, same same concept here, the markets will return to probably all-time highs in about a year. The catalyst, though, remember, we're kind of being positive here, but the the cons are coming up to April 1st, right? If we get to April 1st, the 15 days to stay safe, you know, federal government policy, and all of a sudden the government says, oh, my gosh, you know, we need to keep everybody closed within reason for two more months, that's going to change things, you know, significantly. But right now, based on normalizing, we have to get people back to business we have to get people working safely, right? That's the important component of it. If the, you know, if the most at risk, you know, are the elderly, the the people that have health conditions, you know, they should still be con- safe. They should still, 
kind of hide out and be self-quarantined to avoid all of this till it normalizes. But within any low risk situation, we should be getting those businesses back online as soon as possible. Right. And I think that's key right there. We have to get back to normalcy and hopefully it will happen, like you say, sooner Mm -hmm. rather than later. Right. And in the meantime, like you talked about the markets a little bit uh, and the markets, like you said, are are forward looking. Uh, People need to not panic, though, and let their emotions control their financial decisions. Right. And they should still consult a financial professional. There are things you can do when the market is down to capitalize on it, depending on your individual circumstances, though. Absolutely. No, absolutely. So obviously everyone needs to be evaluating their own situation correctly. But the point is right now is if you're a, a balanced investor, doesn't mean you go all in. But now is the time to start pricing in a little more equity exposure into your portfolio. Remember, your bonds have done well. Your bonds have held up. So if anything, your allocations are probably wrong anyways because your equity got smaller and your bond value got bigger. So rebalancing, going a little more into equities. You know, once again, we don't know where the bottom is just yet. But over the next few weeks, as we understand how the cases are working in the U.S., I think that's going to help significantly. So a little more equity exposure is appropriate for a whole lot of people. The critical flaw here is don't sell out now. If you are, if you sold out a month ago, then good for you. But if you didn't and you're still in and you're living in the panic zone, remember, it's the herd effect. People as individual investors generally make very poor decisions. History has proven they always sell at the bottom. Don't sell out now. You be patient. The worst is over. It's going to be volatile, but this is an opportunity to actually increase your equity exposure a little bit if that fits your risk tolerance in your situation. And you're going to be okay. You know, you just got to let this cake bake for a year or so and everything's going to be just fine. Remember, I do retirement income planning. The core of my clients came to me for income planning purposes. So even where we have our stock market exposure, it's not in our income bucket, right? We... Here, I just saw an article on on the news that says, you know, Schumer says Congress is close to a deal on the coronavirus stimulus. So, you know, all of those things are going to help stabilize the market as these things normalize. I mean, heck, as we've been talking, the market was down 900 points. Now it's only down 400 points. So, look, everything's crazy right now. You just need to take a day of breath. You either do nothing and or you buy a little more equity, probably. But remember, for most of you, for certainly my clients that are listening, The equity exposure that you have in your portfolio is your long-term money. You don't need it tomorrow to pay the bills, to be able to go to lunch if you're allowed to. Just be patient. This is going to, this too shall pass. Patience is a virtue for which I can hardly wait. (laughs) (laughs) You like that one? That's my mom's. Uh, At least she used to always say that. I'm sure she didn't make it up. But find solace in the numbers in China Even in Italy, Iran, South Korea, Japan, things are getting better. The problem is we're so busy looking at the bad, nobody's even seeing that. It's huge. So, look, this is very frustrating. It's very challenging. I'm here. I am working, everybody. You call me. If you're concerned, if you have questions, if you're overwhelmed, whatever it is, call me. This is what we do. I will talk you through this. I will give you the guidance that you need. I will, uh, you know, counsel you on all of this, but it's very overwhelming. 
Everything's very scary. I totally understand that. But we're all so busy looking at the bad that I think there are good things shaping up. Even things like the treatments that they're finding with these medications that have already been FDA tested and approved. I mean, there's so many good things going on right now that could be very favorable to dropping the mortality rate and things like that, that we just need to be patient. Yeah. Good advice. Be patient. And if people do want to talk about their finances or what can be done, I know in this time there's not uh, person-to-person meetings uh, typically, but I know you're more than willing to talk to them over the phone absolutely, or, or do an online video conference with them, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So give us a call, 805-500-7035, 805-500-7035. Visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. But reach out to us. But like I said, I, I think that I think that if we're all a little patient – and we just let this go, you know, kind of a handful more weeks, we're going to be pleasantly surprised on how where we're at. That sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mike. This is just a great uh, show to talk about the positive aspects and to be patient. Uh, follow the advice uh, given by the CDC. Uh, but Absolutely. remember, the, the sky isn't falling. This too shall pass. A great show today. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Wealth Puzzle with our host, Michael Mansfield. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lind Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lind Group LLC. The Lind Group LLC and the Lind Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lind Group LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.